0: Welcome to the Catholic Youth Podcast, a podcast that will encourage and inspire you in engaging with young people in Catholic youth ministry. I'm Juliana, and in today's episode number nine, Checking Out Child Safety, I'm sitting down with Sally Wellington, the Adelaide Archdiocese Child Protection Unit Manager, to talk about child safety protocol. Sally will give us a rundown of the Child Protection Unit and will unpack what checks and trainings are currently required for working with children in youth ministry. So let's jump right in. So Sally, welcome to the Catholic Youth Podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here today. I'm really excited to sort of dive into this topic and learn a bit more. So for those who don't know you, could you just quickly tell us who you are, what you do and what do you find fulfilling about the work you do in the Child Protection
1: Unit? So my name is Sally Wellington, as you've said, and I manage the uh, child protection unit. I've been in this role or with the Archdiocese for just coming up 10 years in March. Wow. And um, what I do is I manage a very small team of professionals who work to ensure we're safeguarding all children and young people in our parishes and communities. Absolutely. And what do you find fil- fulfilling about it? What do you enjoy about your work? Um, up until I joined the Archdiocese, I had worked in frontline child protection for about eight years, wow. and so doing that work can be very fulfilling and rewarding, but exhausting at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely, yeah. So moving in this position allowed me to focus on early intervention and prevention programs, yeah. because what we understand about child protection is the earlier we can identify when things aren't going so well for children and young people, the better outcomes they have. So it was really exciting to be given the opportunity to focus my thoughts and um, my work in, in that area for the church.
0: Yeah, how special. So you've touched on briefly about sort of your um, previous work um, history and experience. So I'm just curious to know what led you
1: into this line of work in the church? So as I said um, my background is in child protection I'm a social worker so I've been a social worker for over 20 years yeah. now and prior to coming into the church I was working for the Australian Defence Force to give me a little bit of a I guess a break yeah. and <laughs> a break <laughs> to a degree yeah, to and a degree. I wasn't. I was actually invited to apply for the position. Amazing. And I just thought this would be a really good opportunity to um, focus on more of the policies and procedures, and like I said, the preventative work to ensure that our you know our parishes have thought about how do we protect children, young people, what can we do to um, help them, to support their wellbeing, to let their voices be heard. Yeah. all these things I'm personally really passionate about. Yeah. Certainly when you work with families who are at the other end of the, the scale where there is intervention from government services, you get to see the impact of um, what children have experienced for yeah. potentially a long time and the type of trauma they need to work through. So if we can minimise that or if not prevent that from happening and support families earlier, then that would be fantastic
0: yeah and what an essential and really special area to work in with that and it must be you're putting in all this work in in those sort of early stages of intervention prevention um and I love how you said about giving children a voice and and sort of knowing uh, you know um advocating for them and giving them a path that they can sort of travel down that yeah I guess either side you, you don't know what. What it would be if we didn't do this work. So thank you so much for for your commitment and doing it, and for coming here today to explain a bit about an area that I know you've got you know really extensive information on your website. Um, but it's yeah a real privilege to be able to sit down with you and hear in your own words what stuff is out there and what was you know what you're sort of working in um, in our communities. So for those who don't know, could you explain a little bit about what does the child protection unit do?
1: And yeah, sort of it, its background to give us a bit of a, a snapshot of that to start off with. So the Child Protection Unit is really responsible for safeguarding for children and young people. And one of the, I guess, tasks that I was given when I started in the role was to look at how parishes are implementing requirements for child protection. And I realised in doing that, that we didn't have a framework for what those requirements are. Yeah. So I, I developed a program called the Safe Environments for All Program and this allowed us to develop goals and standards and requirements for which we could then measure compliance and understand what are we doing, what's in existence, where are the gaps, um, what could we do differently. So this this was back in 2014 that this work started to occur. And that was parallel with what was going on in the Royal Commission at the time. So we were in a privileged position where we were already starting to think about um, prevention and compliance. And in terms of where we sat in Australia, we had already in place existing policies and procedures, which was a bit unique um, back then. And we had already started to look at programs that would support children's wellbeing, which was which was lucky. So part of that work was to meet with all of our parishes and start to develop their thinking and safeguarding and also uh, understand some of the activities they mm-hmm. do with children and young people so that we could think uh, what, what would be a good resource and initiative. So that's A big part of what we do is around compliance, requirements and review, and since that time we've introduced the National Catholic Safeguarding Standards, which is the National Approach to Child Protection, and our own goals and requirements aligned really well with those standards. So we're really well positioned to respond to how we're meeting those standards, which was great. Alongside that, we have a extensive training role. Mm. So we do all of the mandatory notification training and we do other educational opportunities for more senior leaders in the parish. And we also offer a consultative service. So if people are concerned, they yeah. can call us or if they're looking for a bit of an idea or a support on a a form or a resource, a yeah. consent form, whatever that might be, we help develop those for, for parishes as well. So a quite busy little team. Absolutely. Um, lots going on at yeah. one time.
0: Yeah, very broad spectrum of work and that's sort of the first time I'm hearing of the history of it and, yeah, I'm quite proud actually to think that this area is quite forward-thinking, you know, in, in its initial stages back when you started. So thank you for giving that background information So as you know, we're here on the Catholic Youth Podcast and we talk about everything and anything to do with youth ministry, where our demographic does sort of range from, you know, those teenage years, 13 to 17, up until our young adults, 18 plus, which are, you know, two, you know, very big different age demographics. So what are some key points about child safety that you think people should know when it comes to working with that under 18 age group in youth ministry?
1: Well, one of the key things is um, the intention of child protection is not to stop us from doing yeah. activities with children and I know that's some of the um, barriers that we're always working with parishes and communities because people are worried about how they should interact with yeah. children, what can they actually do, what's our best practice, yes. for one of a better word. So the key points to reiterate would be to focus on two things um what do i need to do as a youth minister so what are some of the requirements i need to to meet mm-hmm. and they would be having a working with children check uh, having completed training around mandatory notification sure. because as a, as an adult you're responsible for Identifying the early signs of um, harm and risk of harm to children, young people, that can be a significant responsibility for, for some. Yeah. So making sure you've attended the training to know what to do, how to react, um, how to listen, how to respond and who, who to tell. Mm. Uh, the other part of what you would need to do as a leader is to ensure you understand your code of conducts. And I know sometimes we look at these black and white documents and think, yeah. oh, you know, they're just a lot of hoops to, to work through. But I also understand that code of conducts become very, very important, particularly when things go wrong. Yeah. They're the documents that we work towards and um, help us to guide uh, an individual if for whatever reason maybe they weren't acting in the way that we would we would expect but understandably if those things haven't been communicated then the person's in their right to say, well, I didn't know that I couldn't do this or I yeah, couldn't do that. Yeah. So be really familiar with your code of conducts. Uh, we also developed best practice guidelines for interacting with children, young people. That's quite a significant document mm. for our church here in the Archdiocese of Adelaide because that outlines what you can and cannot do. So almost the do's and don'ts. Yeah. And the reason we did do's and don'ts is because we want people to know that there's a lot of things you can still do to engage children um, you absolutely can work with children and and really safely and really well, but there are just practices that we have to put in place to ensure that uh, the child obviously is protected, but you're also safeguarding your own integrity yeah. um, and that you're not placed in a position of vulnerability and you might not do that Intentionally, but mm-hmm. you might find yourself in a vulnerable position. We don't always know the histories of children, sure. And sometimes you might be working with a child who has experienced um, their own familial abuse, or be in a difficult place. And and when you're working with such children, um, they might um, be struggling, sure. And therefore it might place you in a position where you need to be really mindful of where you are and what you're doing and how are you interacting with them. So these documents are so important to be aware of and they certainly guide uh, what we can do to ensure that we're still doing camps and retreats and ministry and liturgy programs and all those things that are so important for growing Children, young people in yeah. The church,
0: yeah, and how wonderful that I see that more of a safety net. So you know, um, having those concerns or that little thought in the back of the mind when working with children, but knowing that these there are these great documents and guidelines that, in the rare um, case that something does pop up and you need to act, that you actually have um, a step by step how to guide on what the protocols are for that. So um, although, yeah, like you said before, it can seem quite daunting looking at them, but yeah, keeping in mind that that's just the, the backup. And yeah, most most of the time, right, you know, um, things can go quite smoothly and that our, our programs for young people at the heart of it are, are really important for their development and their their personal faith growth. So yeah, we don't be scared by it, just keep... Keep going. Your
1: um, documents and your unit is there to sort of provide that guidance. I was just going to say the second part of the 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 points would be reminding yourselves and remembering that children should be part of decision making, and that listening to them is so important. Mm. Involve children in all your activities. You know, ask for feedback. Give them a really strong voice. And the reason we integrate that into child protection is because if children don't feel heard on the more trivial things in life, then they're unlikely to speak up if there is something more serious they need to talk about. And so by creating environments that says, talk to us about anything we want to hear from you, engage children, help them develop their own activities and what they want to be involved with. Makes them feel comfortable yeah. and hopefully more um, f- re- valued and respected, and therefore able to to speak up if they if that was something they needed to do. So that child protection works in in, in all different ways. Yeah. It's, it is more than policy and procedures. It's about our environments and what sort of environment we set up for children to feel comfortable in. So that's why when we're working with parishes, we we talk about posters and. Colouring in books and things that might seem a bit insignificant but they're actually really key to child protection. So one of the frameworks we've focused on always is having the rights of children as the paramount and the focus of what we do because if children... If we uphold children's rights to be heard, valued, respected, then we're likely to do something about it if we Mm. see those things being compromised. Amazing. I'm so glad you brought that up because um, that seems like such an important
0: part in making that – cultural and environmental change um and how special for a young person if they can encounter that in our communities that our parishes our communities can be a place where um children are heard and also learn how to advocate for mm-hmm. themselves um and our, our programs and groups can sort of match their needs um, so, I, I think that's just so special that within that, that's actually a, an amazing opportunity um, to cultivate that sort of culture and environment. So, I'm really glad you brought that up. Before you, though, you did mention about a working with Children's Check as maybe one of the key points that those working with um, young people in youth ministry need to know. So, what is a working with Children's Check?
1: Working with Children Check is a clearance really to work with children and young people. So we have a very strong legislation here in South Australia and uh, we we have to very much work towards legislation Mm. and what the requirements are. So, you know, our organisation is held, I suppose, responsible for being able to demonstrate that we are Mm. a child-safe organisation and what do we have in place to ensure we can create those safe environments and part of that is policies and procedures sure. and one aspect of our legislation is around holding a working with children check and i know that for some particularly maybe volunteering mm. and their role doesn't engage with children at all you you wonder why you would need such sure. a clearance the, the reason is is that the the legislation or our or our our act for child protection or children young people safety act explains that uh, our religious organisation is one that works with children young people, so therefore anyone who has a role in the church needs to have a working with children check to ensure that you are not prohibited to work alongside um, some of our most vulnerable in the church. Amazing. Yeah. And that's really good
0: you mentioned that there are sort of legislative standards that we also need to meet because it's sometimes it's hard from the outside to know, well, where has this come from and and why? But um, it's great to know that you're also working in compliance with what the government mandates as Mm -hmm. well. So could you maybe give us a little bit of a quick snapshot of what is the process of obtaining one of those checks? And in general, who needs to get one of those
1: So we have a unit specific for this area of work called the Screening and Verification Authority. So they work with all of our parishes and sites and communities around um, helping with the processing of of getting a clearance or working with children checks. So you would contact them and they would help you through that process. So what it means is you need to fill out Bunch of forms Lovely. as always. Yes, <laughs> um, show some ID, yep. and the, those documents would be put forward through to the Department of Human mm-hmm. Services, who is tasked with the job to provide those clearances, and then you, as the individual, would receive a clearance directly from the Department of Human Services, which says that you are. Not prohibited, So it's a really awkward way yeah. of saying that you are a cleared person to it's work like with children, young people.
0: Double negative
1: or something. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: And so um, people who, who volunteer work with children, are there any other sort of people that may need to um, get one of those checks?
1: So anyone that has a role in the church of any – so if you're providing any sort of service – then you're required to have a cheque. Yeah. Now, the laws did change recently to include the um, above 14. Okay. So if you are above 14 but your role engages directly with children, then you're required to hold a clearance as well. If your role doesn't have anything to do with children then you're not going to be asked to have a clearance gotcha yeah so
0: that could be like maybe a 16 year old that's a
1: eucharistic minister or mm-hmm. an ultrasurfer surfer
0: or something like that so yeah i guess you've got to think outside the box a little bit of, of what
1: that could look like but any it, doubts ask you know ask whoever you're you're reporting to it, it just means we need to be really clear about roles and responsibilities, sure. that if you're volunteering that you have a specific role yep. and what does that role require you to do. Gotcha. So if that, that role as a position requires you to work with children, then you need to have a clearance Gotcha. Um, if you're under the uh, over the age of 14, 14. to 18. Um, obviously any other adult who is providing any sort of service for any location in the church, they would be required to have a working with children check. Gotcha. Beautiful. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And is a working with children's check different from a police check? So we did change our checking processes, ag- again, when the law changed a couple of years ago. So that meant that um, the checks were broader. Mm-hmm. So before they would have been, a, a I guess, a criminal history check. Sure. But what we know about child protection is someone doesn't always have a criminal history necessarily because ah. what we're relying on is... A child to have come forward to disclose a case, a so, case of harm yeah. or, or neglect, and and we also understand that children don't easily disclose, yeah. and we we know that it, it it tends to be when that person becomes an adult yeah. that they feel able to speak up about yeah. um, their history and their childhood mm. experiences. So relying on a criminal record isn't necessarily the safest way forward so now we have or not we the department of human services has the opportunity to check uh, other databases so they would check department of child protection Um, they would obviously look at criminal histories as well so the checks are a bit more in depth sure and they allow the government to make a better decision and more of an informed decision about who should be prohibited or who should be not prohibited to work with children young people. So that's really important to know. So alongside that, the, it changed for being a cheque that is live, for want of a better word. So before we would have a cheque and then nothing, and then three years and a cheque. But now if something comes up in that person's history, background yeah. or history at any time that they hold a clearance, yeah their clearance could be revoked throughout gotcha. that time and that it works in a five-year cycle now so there's definitely been some changes for the better great and so um a current working with children's checkers usually has a five-year lifespan
0: mm-hmm. and then you need to go through the process again yes amazing thank you so much for clarifying that so um before when you were explaining about the work of, of the unit you mentioned about the safe environments for children and young people training um could you explain a bit more about the training and um who was required to take it
1: So anyone who has a role with children young people of course is required to undertake this training It's been mandatory for clergy religious and employees Since 2011, I believe, so just before I started. So, this training's been in place for a really long time. So, when you are first engaged with the Archdiocese, you complete a seven hour training, and then um, every three years, you do a refresher course for three hours. Beautiful. And we we run those training sessions, of course, and we also manage all the enrolments and the training database to ensure that we know that we're also compliant with our own policy for being trained in this area. Now, if you're a volunteer, often this is the question that we get, well, do sure. I need to do that training as well? If you're a volunteer that has a role specific with children, yes, we would ask you to do the three-hour, not the seven-hour, but we sure. would ask you to do the three-hour. But if you're a volunteer that may um, contribute your time in a different way, then we would ask you to attend a 90-minute briefing. Gotcha. And the reason why we ask everybody essentially to be trained is because we are by law or mandated notifiers. So anyone that has a role for a religious or spiritual organisation is a mandated notifier. So we believe we've got a duty of care to inform yeah. you of that and what does that mean for you in your role, irrespective of what you do in the church. So we take this part quite seriously because there are legal obligations to reporting. As a mandated notifier, you are expected to respond if you are concerned uh, about a child mm-hmm. or young person or you have suspicion to believe that they're at risk of harm, then you have a duty to to meet your legal obligations to make a notification through to the Depart- Department of Child Protection. Gotcha. No, and that's very um, enlightening to know the background of that. And
0: I'm also very glad that you guys have done all the legwork in um, making, you know, breaking this down into bite-sized pieces for us, you know, engaging, working in the church, working with young people, that we we tick all the boxes and make sure that um, we're meeting what's required of the um, government legislation. Um, So I'm very grateful (laughs) for for you guys and your work in doing that and that's really sort of clarified the steps needed. So if our listeners or anyone um, would like to know more or maybe they might have a specific um, question um, about, Child safety requirements for holding an event or an activity, maybe like a retreat, um, where can they go for further information?
1: You can go on our website or just contact us directly um we have normal office hours Monday through to Friday there's always someone there to to help you and we certainly get a lot of questions around retreats and camps okay what do I need to do and how do I prepare for that and we have a whole resource about preparing for a camp and what you need to do what are the requirements using a bit of a timeline because great we know that if you're applying for a working with children check for example that takes time yes so don't contact us a week from camp like
0: what do, what do i need to get what yeah. do i need to get
1: because it might be that you cannot prepare the documents sure. quick enough yeah and so we we'll use a bit of a timeline great um, document to help guide what are those requirements? And what, one of the big things we do ask everybody to do in this area around retreats and camps, or any specific av- activities where you're responsible for the care of children, young people, meaning their parents aren't there. Yes, then you complete a risk assessment tool, which okay. we've developed as well. And this risk assessment tool isn't um, arduous; it's not yep. intended to be um, long. to to do Uh, we're not asking for people to put in lots of information Mm -hmm. so it is a checklist as it says so it's a bit of a tick box to make sure you have met the requirements and it guides you so if you can answer and complete that tool you've essentially probably put in place all the safeguards you need good to go you can then conduct the ministry the activity the retreat the camp if you've completed a checklist tool so Everything we do in the Archdiocese, we try to make it easy yeah. and user-friendly, not comprehensive. We take out the legwork for you. Yeah. Uh, we'll develop all the documents for you. We often get questions around consent, uh, questions about photography, yeah. you know, social media, social media too. Yeah. how do we manage those things. So we, we design the tools to assist you in order to do that. Um, We don't want people to feel as like they have to write their own policy or their own procedure or, you know, Work Health and Safety asks us to do fire evacuation plans that can be really long. Yeah, We're not asking everybody to do that in those ways because sometimes what we find, if it's too complicated, too long, then people tend not to do it. Sure. And so we have to make sure that all of these initiatives and all these resources uh, understandable mm. and that we feel like we can complete them quite easily. But of course we're there to offer support. And we've certainly done a lot of meeting with youth, youth ministers. Yes, absolutely. Around this work. Amazing. I'm um, Yeah, that's
0: lightened my load. I feel <laughs> feel great going ahead knowing um, where I can go for that information. So I'll make sure I'll put a link in our show notes um, so people can see your website and find your contact details. And yeah, like you said before, um, you've done a lot of the lead work, making sure that we're you know, many requirements, um, staying safe, and we can focus our energies on making really meaningful and authentic sort of um, activities and programs for our young people. So that's super exciting to hear. Um, so before I let you go, Sally, I'd just like to know, Do you, what's your one piece of um, encouragement or advice that you'd like to pass on to people who are wanting to get involved with working with children in the church but I may maybe feeling a bit concerned or intimidated by the process of meeting child safety requirements?
1: I think I said it earlier about mm. this is not bureaucracy or red tape. Um, look at it as part of my roles and responsibilities and it's a way that we can support all children um, to develop themselves and to grow up to be independent and safe and happy individuals which is what we want for all children in our community but mainly contact us if you've got a question or a concern or you really don't understand the requirement or you feel overwhelmed or you think this is preventing you from doing something that you're quite passionate about in your role in the church don't don't not do it just call us and we're more than happy to guide you through any of the processes we'll email you documents we'll meet with you we can come and do specific training sessions we're very flexible in our approach because we believe that if we can do these things well then we've ultimately worked to our goal which is to safeguard and ensure we've we've got that early intervention prevention in place amazing well thanks so much for coming on the show today sally it's been a real pleasure
0: and i certainly feel um you know enlightened and and inspired to you know continue these things and also be part of that cultural change um for young people in our communities so all the best with your work and looking forward to connecting with you again
1: thank you very much for inviting me here and for the opportunity to talk about what we're doing thank you sally we'll see you later
0: Thank you for listening to the catholic youth podcast make sure to connect with us on facebook and instagram at cath youth adelaide to stay up to date with all the latest information resources and events until next time see you